Hi, I'm Steve Grimmett. You're listening to Focus on Metal. Hey, Metalhead, Scott Thompson here, welcoming you to that which we call Focus on Metal. Hopefully you enjoyed last week's show, and I'm sure that right now you're thinking, well, Scott, what do you have in store for us this week? Well, let me tell you, two great guests this week. First up, new album legend and the voice behind Grim Reaper, Steve Grimmett. So very excited to have Steve on the show for the first time. Richie did a great chat with Steve a little while back to talk about the tour they have going on as well as their upcoming release on Nuclear Blast at the Gates. And after that, we have returning guest Doug Pinnock. And Doug is back on board to talk about the brand new KXM release. And as uh, you can well imagine, Richie also couldn't resist slipping in a little bit of questions about what's going on with the new album from King's X. So two great guests this week on Focus on Metal. But before we get into that, what do you say we do? Track of the week. So, Track of the Week this week comes to us via our friends at AFM Records, and it's actually a band that I was more than happy to put on as Track of the Week, and that is Riot. Or in this case, I don't even know, do you pronounce it Riot V, or is it Riot 5? I don't know. But either way, they've got a brand new one out. It's called Live in Japan 2018, and it's basically a live recording of a date they did at uh, Club Cheetah. Back in March of 2018, where they played Thundersteel in its entirety, as well as a whole bunch of other great tracks. And this puppy is available not only as a CD, but a DVD as well. So these guys still carrying on the name of Riot in the best possible way that you could ever think they could. And, you know, I got to say that, you know, this is definitely one of those bands that, uh, you know, back in the day, I really, really liked Riot. And then I forgot about them for a long time, or they just kind of went out of my mind. But I do have to put it out to a Bob Nelbandian for reminding me years ago about just how great Riot is, making me dig back into all of my good stuff. But it's great this band is still carrying on uh, Mark Rael's name and uh, playing stuff just awesome. And I just can't think of any better track off of this thing to play for Track of the Week than, of course, Swords and Tequila. So from the AFM release from Riot 5 called Live in Japan 2018, this is the classic track. Swords and Tequila.
There you go. Some little swords and tequila for you here on this week's edition of Focus on Metal. And if you want to keep up with Riot, best place to go is to go to Are You Ready to Riot? And if you want to get that uh, DVD or CD directly from AFM Records, you want to head up to shop.afm-records.de. So up next, we have an interview with Grim Reaper's own Steve Grimmett. Yep, he's the guy who has been holding down the vocals for Grim Reaper since 1982. And on October 11th, they will be putting out their, uh, believe it or not, only fifth studio release called At The Gates. Yeah, I know. It sounds weird, right? Fifth one, because, you know, 83, the classic See You in Hell one, Fear No Evil in 85, Rock You to Hell in 87, and then this big-ass gap until uh, Walking in the Shadows in 2016, and now this year, 2019, brand new release, At the Gates, and Steve has given Richie the lowdown on everything. Talked about being uh, about losing his leg, talks about how he can still, uh, you know, hold it out there on the road. Talks about recording this album, writing this album, you know, what's in store for everything going on with Grim Reaper. So great interview with the legendary Steve Grimmett of Grim Reaper. Hey, Steve, you're bang on time. How are you? All right? I'm good. So where are you? Um, we're, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a bus somewhere to somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm in the car. I'm at, I'm at a Denny's, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm out of Denny's. Uh, I've just come outside, actually, because it's quite noisy in there. Okay. I've come outside, and I'm sitting in the sunshine, so it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> n- nice. So how's the tour been going so far? It's been going really well, actually. Uh, the, uh, the attendance has been pretty good, and we've been going down great. Um, and uh, the the fans are just fantastic. It's been it's been brilliant. Yeah. What what what's your what's your take on the scene over here now? Because you can probably tell I'm from Ireland, so I'm very familiar with the scene over there and in Europe. But the the, yeah. the scene over here now in America, you, you've been over here now, I think, a couple of times in the last few years. Have you seen oh, yeah. that? Have you seen any big changes in it? Um. Yeah, I guess it's you. You could say it's. Well, I don't really know, but we we are not getting the fees that we used to get. Now, I think that may be because we like to, because we're, we're on a year visa, and they're so expensive that we try and make use of the time we have on that. So it may be the fact that, you know, we've been to the States three times in, uh, well, in a year, three times we've been here. So it could be that. But it, it it could be a number of other things as well. You know, I've got people tugging at me to to join them and and uh, for them to work with me for better um, venues and stuff, better money. And I'm sure it's out there. But uh, you know, and, and the attendances will will if you're in a bigger venue, be be more. You know, but I don't know. I I wouldn't like to say because it's you know it depends on the night it depends on if it's uh you know during the week a school night and all that sort of thing so i there's so many uh problems to overcome before you even start you know mm. I'm, I'm i'm interested on your take on this because i'm living here nine years and yeah. there's there's two things that i think really affect the, the, the bands over here and, and the people going to see them, and I'm, when I'm talking about bands now, I'm talking about like bands that are playing in clubs. Um, yeah. 
one is the late start time for bands. Like over here, the bands come on at like half 10, 11 o'clock. And if you're up the next day really early for work, you're going to look at a yeah. show that's maybe on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night and say, I, I can't go to that. And, and the other thing is yeah. uh, the, the, the age for kids to go to go into the places here, like it's 21 here. It's very hard to yeah. get the younger audience into the places. Now, I, I'm i sure it's a lot. Di- it, it, I, I remember it being a lot different in Ireland that yeah. the, the, the bands were on at around nine. And they were they nearly all finished at around eleven, and then you come over here, and it, it's like they're on later. The kids can't go. That that's bound to affect all all of all of it for everyone. It does, yes. Um, but we've had the, the under twenty ones thing since the eighties, so I don't think that's affecting anything. Although it would do in a way because you know they would like to come. Uh, I'm sure some of the uh, the shows. In fact, a lot of the shows that we do are all age. But again, you know, you like to say it's the the late thing. I mean, you know, last night we played. Uh, there was four bands. Well, why can't there just be three or maybe even two? You know, and I, I think what they're doing these days is trying to keep people in spending money on booze, and I think that's why it all goes on too late. Um, but I don't. Again, I'm not really sure. I might be talking out of turn, you know, but. Um, I think that's probably part of it. Mm, I'm sure, Steve, as well. You probably don't want to be going on that late. Like if you're traveling, yeah, you want. (laughs) You know, you want to be done by eleven o'clock, and then if you need to travel, start get on the road early. Yeah, I mean, we left the club at two o'clock last night and had a two-hour journey uh, to our hotel. Uh, That was our our planning though because we need we're going to Canada and that's uh, next show and that's it's quite a trip so we decided just to be two hours out from the did and then make an easier drive today so uh, yeah it's, it's yes I'd rather be out at 11 o'clock to be quite honest with you than, than uh, sort of 12 o'clock half 12 and then get back to the hotel really late mm. so, yeah. do, do you think in some way you're over here just a little bit early because the album isn't coming out until October and you probably have people asking you about the record. Maybe you could have actually had it with you and you could have sold it at the merch booth that you're like, it's not coming out for like six weeks. Yep. Yeah. I know that there was a lot of things that stopped it from the tour was booked because the album should have been finished and done dusted. Uh, we didn't get our act together, so that caused one problem. The other one was we would have had it on sale at our merch stand um, as a, as a, a pre, uh, pre-release. But the record company screwed up. They're not getting it until tomorrow, so uh, I don't know when we're going to get it. But, um, yeah, it should have all been the timing, our timing, and uh, the record label's timing. Absolute shit. <laughs> ended up with not having it on sale, you know, and that was the whole idea behind the tour. Yeah, uh, we had we had up to the twenty twentieth of September to do this tour, and uh, so that's why it was booked uh, because our visa was run out then, and uh, so it was all done, all done, dusted around that that you know this time, and it just. It hasn't happened, mm. and it's a, it's a shame. Yeah. So, so Steve, how many new songs can you actually put in the set? 
We've put two in for the time being. We've put in uh, At The Gates, obviously, because that's the album. Mm -hmm. And we've put in um, one that we put out on the internet, um, Venom. They're going down really well, and people are because we haven't got the album for sale. We've asked people for their names and internet, uh, uh, sorry, uh, email addresses and stuff. So the record label are going to honour that by uh, getting in touch with them and, and getting a, an album out. So uh, we should have them fairly shortly, but I'm not sure when. So hmm. we'll see. yeah. Now I want to ask because um, I've never had John before, and of course, a couple yeah. of years ago. You, you know, you lost you lost your leg, yep. Um, yep. and I know a lot of people ask you this, but how does that affect your singing? Because surely you're using more energy now to get around than than you used to before, and surely that has to affect your breathing. Uh, it doesn't affect my breathing; it just affects my overall stamina. Um, I do sometimes have to sit down on stage if it's hot. And I sit down on stage, but it's the actual singing, it doesn't affect at all. Um, if, if I thought it was, I'd give it up, to be quite honest with you, because I don't want to go out half cocked and, uh, and, and put in bad performances every night. Right? So, yes, it does, and you are right. Yes, it, it definitely does. Um, it takes a lot more energy, roughly 85% more energy to, to, um, uh, to walk around. And to be quite honest, the, the, the only good thing about the leg is that, that you can walk. <laughs> Try to do anything else in it, you forget it. You know, I can't, I can't shower in it because I, I'm not allowed to get it wet. Uh, and, uh, you know, trying to bend over to, to, uh, do your shoelaces up, forget it. You know, it's, it's, it's a great thing, but it's also a dust. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me, Looking back on that now, um, yeah. something about you that maybe surprised you going through all that, that you learned about yourself that you think, there's no way I can do that. Was was there one particular thing you can point your finger at about yourself? Um, I think it's made me a lot stronger. Um, 
I ended up with post-traumatic stress disorder because of it, because every op- every operation I had was a wait for it. I had just, uh, you know, I had an um, epidural, so I couldn't feel anything, but I could hear them soaring through my bones and all that, and... Uh, so I had to dig deep, deeper than I've ever done before, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it affected me in a way that uh, it made me much more determined because I wasn't ready to give up, ready to stop and, and any of that. So it made me a bit more determined. I had half an hour's internet a day, free internet. Um, uh, so I spent half of that talking to my family in rotation and the other half trying to find out how I was going to get back up on stage. And uh, I did that. And, and driving as well. I had to start practicing like driving left-footed, so, uh, which I do now quite easily. So there's all those things that I, I did to keep myself entertained and, and just to uh, uh, literally just to get back up on stage. You know? And uh, I achieved that. But I mean, still got a long way to go. A long, long way to go. Mm. So, Steve, tell me about your first show back. What was going through your mind beforehand? Oh, what the from loose my leg? Yeah. Um, don't fall over was one of them. <laughs> 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 I tell you, I swear. But it was a, it was a great work because it was uh, I think it was back your head in Germany, and there's quite a few thousand there. And I, and I did the show. The, the stage was also was like split level. And uh, at the end, when we came, because we do see when hell is the last song, and uh, I, my wife was with me. I asked her to help me down the steps to the second stage. And as I started walking out to the crowd, they were going absolutely apeshit. And uh, it did really bring a tear to my eye. So uh, it, it was a phenomenal thing, really, in many ways. You know, A, the fans could see me. I was on my way back. And B, it was a, a landmark point for me you know right well six months after losing my leg I'm back up there doing it you know? mm. um, did you have a plan B if you couldn't do it again what like what were you going to no, do no I haven't got a plan B still haven't <laughs> 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 I was going to do it whatever and and you know fortunately the people at the hospital the people at my prosthetic uh, hospital have been absolutely fantastic. They've, they've been all the help I ever needed. And, um, you know, it's part and parcel of their, you know, their help that I, I got where I was. So, um, and it's been given them uh, a bit more of an insight for, for people using a leg, you know, like being on tour, because they haven't had that before. So it was like, you know, we've got to try and prepare your leg for this and do it for that. And, and then I've also got, uh, a hobby. Uh, I fly radio control model airplanes, and uh, you know that's on grass. So they had to adapt the ankle to help me walk on grass, and all that sort of stuff. So they've been absolutely phenomenal, and uh, you know I take my hat off to them. Uh, it's been really good. Yeah, you know, you know what's amazing about st- stories like that, Steve, is all these things. Everyone, you, you just take them for granted. And, yeah, you do. And then when you when 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 you lose something, then it's like, oh shit! I never would have thought of that. And you, you're explaining no. you're explaining some of the stuff there that like I wouldn't have even thought about. Yeah, no, it's it's and there's you know there's there's tons more. 
that that you have to overcome you know i mean it's like having a shower today you know the the room is what they call uh wheelchair accessible which means you can wheel yourself into the room but the bath isn't you know the bath is okay if you're disabled and have two legs or the shower i should say Uh um but it's not if you've only got one leg so i've had to slide my my myself off of the toilet which is right next door to the to the bath where you have your shower and get in that way i have to take uh 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 hand well there's suckers that stick to the wall that have got hand grips on so i can move maneuver myself around with just the one leg you know and it's it's there's just loads of things like that that you just wouldn't even think of until you are uh, you, you know, until you lose your leg, hmm. it's, it's like it's it's stunning, really. But there's there's stuff there for every occasion. I can assure you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, just a general question. I, I don't know whether yeah. anyone's asked you this, Steve. The, with Brexit coming out now soon and England leaving the EU, um, how do you think that's going to affect your livelihood? Because a lot of the metal seen in especially in Europe is the Mediterranean countries and Germany and now you're going to be faced with you know England being out of the EU they're going to have their own currency and all that that's bound to affect the band economically have, have you thought about that at all uh no I haven't really um I did vote today to be quite honest with you um and uh, I think I think before they even thought about this, really, what they should have said was, right, okay, we need at least seventy-five percent of the country to come out and vote, and if it's, you know, and there should be at least a ten percent margin uh, before we even consider leaving. Um, and and I think I I don't think it's going to be detrimental because there are certain things that that people still want us to have or want uh, want to have from the from the Brits and we want from them too so I just uh, I don't think it's going to be as bad as people make out I mean if if it comes to it the only thing we'd have to do I think is have carnets because um, that's what we used to have to do and um uh, which is a temporary export license for your gear, hmm. um, and and we still have to do that if we go to Switzerland anyway. So um, I'm I'm not sure really what's going to happen. I mean, you know, it's not going to drop my fees or anything like that. Um, if it does, then we just simply can't go. But we just have to see. Hmm. Where do you think are Grim Reaper's biggest markets? Well, I've got to say, uh, probably Europe at the moment, but uh, you know, America is pretty strong. Uh, Japan is pretty strong. So it's it's not bad at all, to be quite honest. Um, I would like to see a better uh, American pull, but I don't know. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But you know, who knows? Mm, mm. So I don't know whether you're aware of this, Steve, but. Last week, the onslaught in Search of Sanity album was thirty years old. Yeah. Um, what are your memories of doing that record? Because I've read I've read a lot of stuff on it. Uh, you know, you were brought in at the last minute. Like, what, what do you have fond memories of doing that? I do. <clears throat> it was hard work. I've got to say, you know, because uh, we we had to fly out to where Stefan Galfus was, the, the uh, producer. Uh, we didn't do it at home, so we went before Christmas and did half of it, came home for Christmas, 
and then went back out in the new year to um, to finish it off. So in that respect, it was difficult because it was, you know, right before Christmas. But in every other respect, it was great, you know. Um, and uh, the, the album was actually done before I even got to sing on it and the record label rejected it. So, um, yeah, it was a, 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 sh- a bit of a shit time for Cy, but... Um, uh, it's still a best-selling album, whichever way you look at it, and, uh, and I think it was a great album. Mm. Do you did you know Sai at all? Yeah, I do yeah, I'm still good. Well, I can't say I'm good friends, but you know we're on speaking terms, and you know I've, I've said my piece to him about you know what I thought happened and why it happened, and you know, and I said uh, obviously you know I, I'm not to blame for all that but I do know who is if you ever want to know let me know <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know exactly why they brought you in because they're, they're, they were kind of forcing a new singer on a band that already had a singer that that had to cause tension there amongst the rest, yeah, of, you well, guys, the rest of them I, I, yeah I guess it did but it didn't with me um, uh it was a record company decision and they had to come up with the extra money for me to record. Um, I had, I went to an audition um, session with it and then I had to go and see the, the record label because they wanted to know whether I could do it or not. Um, and it was like, you know, of course I can do it. I can, I can sing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were looking for something different at the time. So, you know, it was all it was all good and it was good. It came out really well and like I said before, it's their best selling album. Hmm. Did you like working with Stefan? Like how how did he push you in the studio? Oh brilliant. We got on like a house on fire, to be quite honest with you. Um I started saying stuff while we were in the studio, you know, um to in to insult him. Um and he would lash back and but the studio staff and and the people that were working with him was like, oh, shit. Did you hear what you just said to Stefan? Galfers came straight back, and it, and we we forged a friendship that still was on today. Okay. It's a really, I love him. I love the guy. Mm. So, so let's talk a little bit, Steve, Steve, about the new record, At The Gates. Yeah. Um, was there anything different you wanted to do on this one than from the last one? Well, Really and truly, yeah. We, we uh, wanted to depart from the actual structure of Grim Reaper, the way it was written, the way it was recorded. So it's a it's a much more modern uh, type of affair, you know. But it was all recorded old school, you know. Recorded drums, recorded guitar. Well, obviously, but you know, it was all done old-fashioned way, you know, the old school way. So, um, in that respect, no different from the last one, but, but just a little bit more of a modern twist. And, uh, and basically at the gates is written about me losing my leg and, and, and bits and pieces of, uh, uh, of that, uh, problem I had. So it's kind of personal. Um, but, uh, it's it's turned out really well. I I absolutely love it. It's it's a fantastic bit of kit, you know. Mm. Now, would you consider yourself 
controlling now when it comes to the band's music or do you kind of leave the other guys go away and write the stuff and and, and bring it to you how does all that work now no we 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 work together on it we write the stuff together um i've had mental issues with uh with post-traumatic stress disorder with losing my leg then i lost my brother nearly a year ago which really plummeted me right down mm. i wrote I wrote six of the songs and uh i just had writer's block after that so the guy stepped in and helped me out with it so you know we've all done our piece um and, it, and it's okay you know it's, it's I'm, I'm okay with it entirely Mm. I don't, sh- I don't, I'm not, I'm not a controlled person. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure you can't wait to, uh, put some more of the songs into the live set then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be in the new year. Uh, we've got a few to do, uh, um, this year, but it's only few and far between. Um, I've also got a, a launch party and then, um, we are, uh, started to look at doing touring again in the new year. Mm. So, Steve, have you ever thought about writing a book? Yes. <laughs> I've been talking to a guy about writing it with me. So, I'm, I'm getting the guy in to help me with it. Okay, nice. Because you definitely have a story there. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the reason I'm asking you is, be you're talking about, you know, doing the lyrics for the album, and I'm yeah. thinking there's only so many lyrics you can put on a record. I'm sure when you started writing, there was reams and reams of you know words coming out. Because a, yeah. lo- a lot of people say it's very therapeutic to write this stuff down. Yes, it is. Yes. Is. And actually, when I think of you know, the that the gates is, is probably the closest one because you know I was close to to dying, very close, and uh, and that's what that song is about. And and you know, when I'm singing it live now, it's like, yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, this and that. Yeah, so you remember everything that you wrote about it, and it, and it comes back mm. pretty pretty terrifically sometimes. But it's yeah, it's 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 a good reminder. Yeah, well, I'm in the Boston area, so you're not going to. Uh, you're probably no, going. You're probably going past me from Pennsylvania up to Canada, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. next time, if you get over here, I'll uh, I'll be able to get backstage and say hello to you. Yeah. Um, of course, buddy. No do, yeah. Do you want to give out all the social media sites where people can get in touch with you or the band? Yeah, we're on uh, Steve Grimmett's Grim Reaper on um, oh, Facebook. You can get in touch with me on Steve Grimmett Official on Facebook. Our website is uh, GrimReaperOfficial.co.uk. Anywhere there, you can get hold of us. All right, Steve. Well, I'll leave you go and have a good rest of the day. It's been a okay. pleasure talking to you. Yes, and you, buddy. All take right, care take now. care of yourself. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye. All right, lots of information there from Steve Grimmett of Grim Reaper. And of course, do yourself a favor, go out and pick up that brand new one out on October 11th called At the Gates. And if you want to keep up with Grim Reaper, then you want to go to grimreaperofficial.co.uk. UK. So back on uh, September 13th, our buddies up at Rat Pack Records released the uh, brand new KXM1 called Circle of Dolls. With all the same suspects from prior KXM releases, that is, of course, George Lynch on guitar, Doug Pinnock on bass, and Ray Luzer on drums. 
And with that release in mind, Richie sat down with Doug Pinnock once again to talk all about Circle of Dolls as well as a bit about what's going on with King's X. So without further ado, I bring you Richie's chat with Doug Pinnock. Hey, Doug, how are you? I'm good. It's not, uh, you're not going to remember me. I spoke to you for the last record. I'm cool. Yeah, me and me and probably 3,000 other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to hear from you again, man. Yeah, so you're doing a lot of press for this one already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So how, how do you feel now, Doug, when, when, a, when a new record comes out? Are you nervous or, or do you get excited? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, uh, so many things have been coming out lately, like the new KXM is, is coming out and I have to remind myself, oh, there's a new KXM coming <laughs> you know, in a few weeks. Uh, no, I don't. I've been doing, doing this for so long. You know, people always ask me a lot of things about how I feel about things. And when you do something as long as I've been doing it, you don't think about it anymore. You just do it and you keep going. It's like raising kids. You don't you notice they're grown when they leave. <laughs> you know? So, are you someone when because the way you track the KXM albums now, you like you do you do a song a day and then you move on to the next one. Do, do you find it yeah. easy to let go of songs? Or are you someone who's always thinking I could do that better all the time? Um, I always feel like I could do that better all the time. But I've realized is that even when I think it wasn't good, other people think it's great. And when I think it's great, other people don't think it's great. <laughs> so I just, so I decided to just let it go. I get it to a place where I'm going, this is happening and every, nobody's complaining. And as long as it can get past my, uh, uh, uh what is it? How you put it? My, uh, the gauge it's like i'll let things grow if someone else says this is great even though i hate it you know when i notice that people are going now that's a great great part right there don't change it and i'm going okay i'm going to trust people and uh, just kind of do what i do i've noticed though in my older age and 69 that when i do something when i sing it's not i don't have to fight for making things perfect anymore it's like i just sing it and it and whether i 
I can go back and re-sing something ten times, but the first take is usually great anyway. You mm. know, when it comes to when it comes to what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'll go back. Oh man, let me sing that. I can do that better, and people will go, "What do you mean better? What are you going to do? What are you going to do to it? It's fine, you know." And and I've had to learn to let it go. Before I did, before it just beat me up. I mean, I can't listen to the first five or six King X records at all. Wow! I, as soon as I as soon as I hear my voice, I go, "Oh, no wonder everybody hates this," and I take it off. <laughs> you know? But I, but in, later on in my life, you know, I've been listening to tracks now, and I go, "Okay, Dad, you, you're finally starting to get to the place where you, you know, you're you're, you're singing." And you can't. You're not going to go back and fix something. It's, it is what it is, and people are getting something out of it. So quit crying about yourself. You know, it's not me anymore. It's, let it go. <laughs> yeah. So when when you're recording the stuff with the, with with Ray and George, are you only mm-hmm. tracking? Are you only tracking like the instrumentation? Because I remember yeah. uh, you you played a show up near me with King's X the end of June mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and I and I asked you about when it was the record coming out and you said you hadn't even done the vocals. Now, I remember, yeah. I remember you actually recording the instruments months before that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when you're doing the vocals now, like how, how much input is there from George and Ray? Because you're not actually doing them at the same time as you're recording the rest of it. Absolutely none. It's not that it's not welcome. Um, in fact, George really wants to come over and hang out and work with lyrics and work with melodies and stuff, and I won't let him. <laughs> I said, George, I'm the singer, and I got the word. You you go play your guitar. I'm not going over there to tell you how to play your guitar. So just let me do what I do. I can trust me, you know. And and it's funny because. It's not that I'm right or wrong, you know. I mean, he could come over and he'd probably come up with something greater than what I've done. But I'm just, you know, I just like doing things the way I want to do them, and and I can, you know. So it all works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Ray, Ray just doesn't. Ray, Ray just waits. He doesn't say a word. He just goes, "Go do your magic," you know. <laughs> and then when I, whatever I send him, you just go, "Oh man, that's amazing." You know, right? Doesn't seem to have a problem with anything that I do. Yeah. <laughs> but George, but George is really, really good at at uh, what he does, and he's used to the other thing with George is George says he's used to writing the melodies, the lyrics, and everything in in the Lynch Mob. And when we got together, he said, "Okay, Doug, you want me to help you?" And I go, "No, I'm, this is what I do. Just let me do it." And and there's a trust uh, factor in KXM. We really don't tell each other really anything we we just get up there and do what we do and it seems like it works um the greatest thing about it is that since we have been doing this for most of our lives at this point in our lives in our age in our career we don't really have to sit down and go is that good or is that bad we know what we want we know what we like and we trust each other and, and, you know, and everybody needs a producer or someone on the outside to kind of guide you for sure. But we're not, we're not those uncertain musicians who need somebody to come in there and, and make a hit record. I mean, we've already been through that and we know how to do it, you know, but you still got to get people to like what you do. And that's, that's like rolling the dice. So mm. just uh, go, go in there, just to have fun, you know, and get away from all that, 
the mm. bullshit that we used to go through back in the days when you had to, you know, MTV and all that kind of stuff where you got to do all this stuff. Now it's just put it out. Mm. People see it and have fun. Uh, Doug, do you find in KXM that you can maybe tackle some subjects lyrically that you can't do in your other bands? No, I've never, I've never restrained myself on anything. Okay. I wanted to say something ever. Okay. Um, And especially because I don't like to talk about girlfriend, boyfriend, uh, you did this to me and I'm going to do this to you. And, you know, just the, things like that. I wanted to think about things that 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 mean something to me. And for those who are who think in the in the same realm that I do, you know, can I have something to relate to. I love it when people say you sing about things that people don't want to talk about but we all think about. And that's that's what I try to do is 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 almost be um what's the word for it? Uh make people uncomfortable even, you know, mm. with with lyrics, you know. I, I just want to say, hey, you know, these are the things we're all thinking about and talking about and we need to talk about it and maybe we can help each other, you know, instead of just hiding in the corner going, oh, nobody cares about me and I've got this problem and nobody, you know, I'm the only one. That's, that's crap. We're all going through pretty much the same thing. Mm. So, so Doug, what comes first for you? Is it the music first and then the lyrics, or do you have always. lyrics always? Okay, the music is always first, and then I listen to when the when the song is done or close to being done. I just listen to it with headphones on, and I find I'll just find these melodies. There's something like this voice pops in my head, and, or something, but I hear these things, and all of a sudden I hear a, a melody, and, and then I'll find the words for it, but. Uh, yeah, I've just let the music take me. There's so many uh, overtones and um, emotion that I feel when I hear music that that makes me want to create something uh, in it, you know, mm. and, and be a part of it. That's that's the musician in me. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Doug, do you think it's surprising that KXM have actually done a third record? Because you, you see a lot of these things, and they're, they're one and done. Yeah, never thought about it. In fact, I think that when we decided to do the third one, um, I think Ray said, man, that's crazy. We're going to do our third record. And we go, yeah, why not? I mean, what, what's the surprise? We, we made two records and we had a good time. Why not make another one? We got <laughs> for it. I mean, what's, it's a no-brainer <laughs> to me, you know. But other people do think, it's, oh, that's interesting. But yeah, I, I hope we, we'll probably do more. I mean, I, this we there's nothing that says we can't do another record. Mm-hmm. Um, now playing with Ray, he's very different to Jerry, as oh, a, yeah. as a, a completely different. Uh, how does he challenge you as a bass player? Because you've played with Jerry for thirty something years at this stage. Yeah, well, with Jerry, with Jerry, he's very simple uh, groove. And so I can find all kinds of things to do within the open space that he gives. With Ray, Ray gives you nowhere to breathe. So <laughs> his his drums inspire me to come up with bass riffs that work within his patterns, which is so much fun. So both ways are completely fulfilled. Hmm. Now. I had Joel Lynn Turner on on the show a few couple of years ago, and he had a yeah. ba- he had he did a show a band called Rated X, and yeah. I asked him 
the question, was it a band or a project? And his answer was that it's not a band until it plays its first live show. Now, you guys yeah. have never played a live show, so do you consider mm-hmm. KXM to be a band or a project? Well, it all depends on what you want to call a band and a project. Yeah. I don't put names on anything. Three of us put three records out, and we're, and we're going to do what we can do. Hmm. Or or not, or make a new record, or do what we do. But as for you know labels, labels are bullshit. Labels separate. Labels do nothing. You know, I mean, seriously, uh, I really believe that. You know, I mean, I I get tired of labels because then all of a sudden you're put in a category and and you're ignored or you're applauded and. And, and it, why are we always that way? We have to put things in categories and name things and all kinds of. Why can't we just like things because it's good and we like it? Hmm. And, and and you know, I find most of the coolest musicians that I know are the ones that are totally open-minded and they don't they don't uh, use that genre bullshit to. Uh, to, to dictate what they like and what they listen to, you know. And to me, those are the true musicians, people that put things in a box. They're, they're lost. <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> now, how frustrating, Doug, as a musician, is it that you haven't done a live show? Because I've seen a lot of people say the same thing mm-hmm. now about KXM. You know, mm-hmm. three albums in now and you haven't done a live show. That has to kind of grade at you after a while, saying, look, we got to get a live <laughs> show done. Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't grate on me. It grates on everybody that wants to see it. Yeah, uh, I'm so busy. I, I've got something to do every day. I'm so busy with projects and doing what I do, and I immerse myself in it. And I just let the boat float down the river, and you know, <laughs> see where it lands. And that's how that's how I do it. If KXM never play again, you live. That's fine. You know, we'll be just one of those bands that put records out and never play live, and that's the story that people will tell. Mm. Um, you know, history is history because of how you make it, and um, and then it becomes cool. You know, a legend isn't a legend until people believe the lie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> do you think, dog, though, that it's difficult to grow the band because you're not doing any shows? That mm, you've got a small, you got a small window, you got a small window. The album comes out. And then that's it. You don't actually go out there to promote it and do shows to right, try and grow right. it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Oh, grow the record, you mean? Yeah, yeah. or well, the band. That would, be, that would be great. Well, yeah. Because, well, as for music to to sell more records, yeah. But as a band, I don't know. You know, it's like I have King's X. George had Duncan and his band, and Ray's got Corn. It's like grow, grow what? You know, we get together and we're musicians and we like to do what we do and we. Like we believe we're good at it, or we wouldn't do it. And mm. That's the thought. We just go up there and have some fun. Um, and every record, to me, we're getting better as a band, and people have been saying that, but I don't notice it at all myself, personally. It's just like, <laughs> like when your beard grows, you notice it's longer when someone months says, hey, man, you need a haircut. Oh? <laughs> you notice yeah, no. Like so I, 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 I say this a lot, but I really don't pay a lot of attention verbally in my mind to things. I, I notice everything goes on all the time. And I have an opinion probably of everything if you really back me in a corner. But I don't think about things to the point where I actually thought about it. You know, If you bring something up to me and ask me a question, I'll go, oh, wow. I never thought of that, but that's on my mind. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's sort of like, I don't know, I'm just babbling now, but. 
it, it engulfs my whole life because I I don't really have anything else other than me and my music. Mm. Was there was there any song on this record when you tracked all the instruments you you struggled mm-hmm. to find a melody and a lyric to it? Oh uh, yeah, um, border. The very last track. Yeah, that was the last one. I had a rough time trying to get find find the lyrics to that. And what I got, I really liked because of, of what I'm saying about the girl that got killed at the border. But on the other hand, I don't know. I'm just that's one of those songs where I just go, well, I hope people get my point. Hmm. The song that's speaking to me on this that I really like, and I've only added a couple of days, is um, Twice. Oh, <laughs> me too. Yeah. That's America, man. Yeah, it's it's just really speaking to me. I, I just really like the groove in it and the playing on it. It's a really good track. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, you like it. so, Doug, I've got a couple of minutes left. I, I have to ask yeah. you, i got to ask you about the, the new King's X record. Yeah. Um. It's taken 10 years to do another one. <laughs> um, I, there's a lot of people excited about this. Um, is there anything you can tell me about it? Um, that only thing I can say is we are, we are, our prerequisite for, is that the word for, our, our, our drive to make this record is we've got to make the best record that we've ever made or else we're not going to make it. That's why it's taken us over 10 years to do it. It's like, what do you do after you did Gretchen and Dogman and Faith of Love and people have claimed it as, you know, a great piece of art. And we just think, well, you know, what what can we do now? You know, because we've already done it pretty much, you know, for, for what, who we are. And so we went in the studio and just said, let's just take every song and, and work on it like it's the number one radio hit of the world. <laughs> hmm. And uh, and and and, and uh, our motto is: this record has to be the greatest record of all time, bar none. <laughs> and so we take that approach. Now we know the record. Now that I do that, but if you take that mentality and put your life into it, I think you could. I think we'll, we're, we've come up with a really good record that people are going to love. It's not rehashed. It's totally King's X. It's everything you love about King's X, but but the songs are fresh. And mm. that's what I've been told by the people that I've played this for so far. Okay. Do you have a release date for it yet? No, not yet. Okay. I, I remember Ty was saying that uh, we didn't want to set one until the record was pretty much mixed because we don't want a deadline. Deadlines always make you, force you to do things and cut corners to get things done and and we didn't want to do that. We didn't want the record to suffer from anything outside of us. <laughs> hmm. do, do you think, Doug, there's, because of the gap, there, there's there's anything different on the record than maybe some of the previous ones that, you know, you're all a little bit older now, you might write mm-hmm. a little bit differently? Um, I, I think this record, we struggle to make the record. This time I've ever been in the studio where we struggle to play parts to, to make them right. Mm. King's X has always been a band. You go in the studio, bam, 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 do two takes, and producer says, well, let's move to the next song. Because, I mean, as a band, we're pretty tight. But uh, on this record, we really pushed the envelopes, and we had to fight. We had to work things out and really talk about parts and our emotions and how we felt. You know, we really, really wanted to to make this record uh, uh, 
a bleeding heart, you know, from our, 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 what we've gone through. Like Jerry's died twice, you know, and that Jerry's got five songs, and Ty's got five songs on the record. And wow. I've got the other, and I've got the other twelve or something like that. I can't remember the numbers, but everybody came to the party this time. It wasn't just me writing most of the songs. Mm. And so it's a, it has great variety. And I, as far as I'm concerned, I think Jerry writes better songs than all of us when it comes to a pop song. We've got a couple great pop songs that Jerry sings in the road that I just think they're the best songs on the record. Right. So all of you guys sing lead vocals on this one, because I, I know you just do, when it comes to the live show, you you sing all the leads now. Yeah, well, Ty doesn't want to sing. He's just, he says, I don't want to sing, you sing. And so that's what I've been doing. I didn't feel like fighting him on it. But on this record, he's singing um, all the songs that he wrote, and he's going to sing them live. <laughs> he's better. <laughs> um, but, the, but the thing on, on uh, and the record also, we're all singing on every song. It's like if Ty's lead singing a song, Jerry and I are doing harmonies with him all through it, you know, in places. So it's got that King's X vocal kind of vibe that that we're known for. We just kind of did more of it. Mm. A lot of vocals on this record, which we're excited about. Yeah. Now, another thing earlier this year is um, I interviewed Greg Prado to uh, promote yeah. the, the book. And I have to say mm-hmm. that the book came out really, really well. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, were you nervous doing something like that, though? Because... You're laying a lot out there about the band. Mm-hmm. Um, some some people might want to know the ins and outs of how the, how the records were done, especially that you know some of the bad stuff. Like I give you an example, Doug. You, I, I've had you on the show in the past, and you know you said that the album that was the hardest for you to do was was Gretchen. And yeah. you know, and some people might say, "How can you say that record? It's amazing." You know that you, you can piss off people by actually revealing stuff. Were, were you worried about yeah. any of that at all? I think about it, but I don't care. I've always been one to, to wear my my heart on my sleeve, and I've always said things about my life in public that most people wouldn't do, you know, wouldn't say. And I've always been that way, and and I used to try to govern what I said and try to, you know, stop talking so much, but it never happened. I'm still telling everybody exactly how I feel about things and yeah, and luckily there's people that will listen. Mm. So so before I leave you go, Doug, uh, do you want to give out all the social media sites where people can get a hold of you? Oh yeah, Doug Pinnick, uh Facebook, D U G Pinnick, um you know, I got a Twitter account, Doug Pinnick, uh geez, and there's Instagram. Doug you're, every, uh, you're everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, YouTube, yeah, <laughs> any, anywhere you go, just look up Doug Finnick and it's there. It's scary. One time I went to the internet and just put in Doug Finnick and everything that came up, I had to stop and go, oh my God, it's kind of scared me. And now I'm used to it. I just had no idea that the internet can have so much on a person. Mm. <laughs> so, so, Doug, what have you got coming up for the rest of the year? As regards live shows, um, the Hendrix um, Experience Tour, which will be next month. Oh, nice! But, um, I'm with Joe Satriani and Kenny Aronoff. We have a three-piece band that we do a half hour on the tour, and um, King Dex is going to reschedule Europe because uh, we had to cancel. Yeah, that's right. This, this month, and um, let me see. Yeah, maybe a KXM tour. 
you never know, but we're trying to figure that out. Mm. And more King's X, and more King's X um, shows. Mm. Well, D- Doug, I can't wait for the new King's X record. I've been a fan since 87 or 88, so... Oh, awesome, 88. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. I hope you like it. Oh, I'm, seems to, I'm sure I will. Seems to like it. Yeah. So, Doug, I'm going to leave you go. It's been an absolute okay. pleasure having you on. And have a good rest of the day and a nice weekend. And happy belated okay, birthday. Happy belated Thank birthday you to you much. as well. Okay, Doug. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Much love. Bye. There you go. Richie's chat once again with Doug Pinnock. Another one of those guests we almost should have their own chair here in the studio because they are on so often. And at the front of the interview, you did hear the single off of Circle of Dolls called War of Words. And if you want to pick up that album or any of the great bundles currently being offered by Rat Pack Records for this release, go to ratpackrecordsamerica.com slash KXM. And as of the mixing of this episode, I will say that the uh, the signed options are still available over at Rat Pack. And I'm sure that as soon as Richie hears more or anything else about the new King's X album, that uh, he'll be on here letting us know what's going on or hopefully have somebody from the band on explaining what's up. And while we're uh, on the subject of Rat Pack Records, just a reminder that not only is the brand new Grim Reaper at the gates out on October 11th, but October 11th is when Rat Pack Records will roll out the brand new one from Michael Sweet called a 10 and as of right now there is still a lot of uh, cool bundles available for that one as well so if you're a big michael sweet fan then you definitely want to head up to ratpackrecordsamerica.com slash michael sweet and uh, when i last touched base with richie we were still on tap to have michael on the show in the next few weeks so hopefully that will happen so damn lots of good stuff this week really happy to have steve grimmett finally on the show Really happy to have Doug back and to be able to bring a great riot tune, a classic riot tune to you as track of the week. Yep, pretty damn good, uh, pretty damn good episode this week. So uh, that is about it for another week of Focus on Metal. Not sure, like usual, what's going to happen next week. I know that uh, Richie is due down in the studio so we can get a few things together, a few things that uh, we thought we had right and we're going to have to do a little bit of a redo on, but uh Hopefully all of that will shake out in the next week and more good stuff on the way for you right here on Focus on Metal. But like always, that's it. There ain't no more. Stick a fork in it. This puppy is done. So for Richie, myself, and everybody else here at Focus on Metal, have yourselves a great metal week. And until we talk to you again next week, remember... Focus on Metal! Everything else is insignificant. Still here? It's over. Go home.